This is the Pandola Project with your Monday motivation. I am your host, Matt Pandola. And I'm Jake Parker. Matt, how's your week going so far, man? Happy Monday. Happy Monday, brother. I'm doing really well. I had a good weekend. Just enjoyed some time with the family. I really love to see Mia do just anything, anything. It's I'm just that proud papa, but I was watching her in her martial arts on Saturday. She has just really gotten so much further along with her movements, her skill sets, her confidence, though. That's, that's what I love about it. She's so much more confident now, even when she's sparring. I mean, she's seven. She's the youngest kid sparring in there. That made my whole weekend. I have such a wonderful family. I just wish I could spend more time with them. But I tell you what, my weekends with my family are the best. I hear you, man. And we all wish we had more time for those things that are really the most important. But on the topic of your daughter, Mia, you know, seven years old, she was showing off her cartwheels to me the other day, man. She has no problems showing off. She doesn't. No. And I mean, you'll have to temper that as she gets older. But for now, it's kind of cute. It is cute. I just love when people talk to me about Mia. Sometimes it's something as simple as, hey, the first thing Mia asked me was how am I doing today and that's that's always good to hear as a father yeah that's unheard of for a kid she even remembered my name yeah all right Jake so what are we talking about today today it's all about the basics man back to the basics we felt this was important because we all like to do the things that look cool sure I like doing clapping push-ups onto a bench having the other people at the gym go wow man how do you do that but that's not really what it should be about right Matt Yeah, I think it's more about establishing a set point to begin with. So what is your set point? What are you really starting with? And once we know that, we can make progress. If we don't know what our initial set point is, it's tough to even recognize our accomplishments or realize when we need to make some changes. So set points can be anything from knowing how many push-ups you can do or it can be documenting your nutrition for a few days and knowing exactly, well, how many calories am I taking a day and what kind of calories are they? It's finding your starting point, right? Yes. And once you know your starting point, then you can start to make a good plan, incremental changes, and move in the right direction for that set point because that set point is based off of you. We want to make sure that our set points are based off of ourselves and not somebody else, not something else we're seeing or basing it off of somebody else's results because they might've started somewhere differently. They might've had a different set point. Well, I guarantee you they have a chance. Chances are they did. Right. So this is to me, the first rule. When I first start to work with a client, we have to know what that client's set points really are. So we start off with an assessment. In that assessment, we are looking for their mobility, their stability. That's the first thing in their biomechanics that we're addressing. Then from there, we're establishing a strength set point. So for example, how many push-ups can that client do, if any at all? And in a set amount of time, so we might give them two minutes to do push-ups and see what they can do in that two minutes. And that gives us a set point for their training. And we have 10 different 
strength tests. We have 10 different mobility stability tests. So we're not looking at just one thing is my point there. And again, with the nutrition, we're looking at what their set point is there. So we can make some incremental changes. Sometimes the changes can be very small. And of course, we like to make small changes so that we can adapt, respond, recover, repair. So we can also create the habits like we've talked about to establish better set points for ourselves. But we have to know where we're starting from. Yeah, Matt, it's got to be relative to you. And so once I've gotten that part down, once I've got my set points, I can do this many push-ups in two minutes. What's the next step? Because so often people will go in, they have all the enthusiasm in the world, and now that they know where they're starting from, they're going 100%. Let's get after it. That often leads to burnout, though. Right. I want to look at a program that is going to have consistency in it. And with consistency, you're going to be able to continue to achieve the positive results you want. So if we go too much too soon, we might get injured. It's risk versus reward there. If we have overloaded our plate with trying to make too many changes at once, we tend to feel like we're just failing. We want to fail forward. So there's nothing wrong with having some setbacks because we realized that we didn't achieve a micro goal that day. We were not 100% successful, but we also don't feel completely defeated. We don't feel so sore that we can't go back and do another training progression. And so we want to look at all of these things as being incremental based off of the set point. So you said push-ups, for example. Let's just say that I have a client that can do seven correct push-ups. Now, this was actually true for me when I tested initially for the Army. I could only do seven push-ups. Back then, by the way, I doubt those seven push-ups even looked any good. But from there, we can start to ramp up our strength but slowly, progressively. So if the most you can do is 10 push-ups, you don't want to give yourself three sets of 10 push-ups. That is a common mistake because that is just what is in a plan that we might have seen online or that maybe our buddy is doing, and now I'm your workout partner and I'm just going to do everything you're doing. Odds are that you're going to fatigue, you're going to have some pretty sloppy reps in that second and third set, and really, what kind of changes are you making now? Yeah, guess what? Tomorrow, something weird's going to hurt. So we want to now instead chop that down to say five, six push-ups, do them in a set, then have some accessory movements. Let's say something like you can do face pull-aparts, YTWs, banded pull-aparts, anything that's going to help that upper back strength. It's going to encourage a better position for your push-up. So that, as an example, might go on for a few weeks you notice you're getting stronger. You can now increase the amount of reps you're doing per set. Eventually, you're going to be doing 10 reps per set, and you're doing three, four sets of those. Now, retest yourself. Find your new set point. You're going to do more than 10 in your test. So that is a good example of how you can establish a set point have a micro goal for yourself, retest yourself after, say, three weeks on that fourth week, give yourself another test, see how you're coming along. 
And from there, you can start to put more variations into your training where you know that you're going to have something to look forward to that's maybe a little bit different than what you were doing. So we want to avoid burnout by just doing push-ups every day for the rest of our lives. That's not going to be very exciting. But when we talk about industriousness and enthusiasm, Jake, being the cornerstones of our pyramid, of our base for success, we do need to work on the things that we're not super excited about, maybe the things that are harder to establish to do. I like to knock those things out first thing. I get up in the morning, I have my glass of water, I can start to do a little bit of mobility, I can just warm up into my day, I work on my breathing patterns, and then maybe work on a few movements that I need to do for my knee, for example. So that way I know it's done, it's not necessarily my favorite thing to have to do, but once I have established good habits in doing them, I realize it's really just part of my day and it's not that hard to do it anymore. Right. And Matt, you are not a beginner. So this advice is not just for someone who's brand new to this and can't do five push-ups in a row, right? We're talking about getting better with the basics. That's for everybody, no matter how new or advanced they are. Yeah. On last podcast, we talked about habits. But we talked about nutrition in our Wednesday podcast coming up. Nutrition and training were the main focus of our conversation, but mainly about how you can establish a good base for both of these things. And we want to establish that set point so we know where we're starting, but also so it's not so overwhelming. We're looking at our nutrition. I feel like that is probably the biggest nemesis that I hear about. Don't you think, Jake? If you don't know where to look, it can be confusing. There's a lot of misinformation out there. Everybody's got different opinions about everything. And if you're on your own trying to figure this out, yeah, it's hard. Right. But nutrition really isn't that complicated. It's not. But if you don't get it, then you're just spinning your wheels. Yeah. Again, we see programs that might work for somebody else and we're just going to try that because so-and-so was successful with it. It doesn't mean it's going to work the same way for us, but really we're talking about taking in whole real foods. We're talking about finding a good set point with those foods and then making small changes to where we know, geez, maybe in my macros, I feel a little bit better with some more fats. Maybe I feel a little bit better with slightly less carbohydrates, or it could be the opposite. So once we've established those set points, we can make better decisions. We have better mental flexibility, but I will finish with critical thinking. You have to make critical thinking a part of your everyday life. That's where make a decision. How many times are we going back and forth, repeating the same thing over and over again, expecting that different result? Once we have decided on something, let's have critical thinking. In other words, if I'm going to go out and I'm going to have this meal with my friends, my family, 
and I'm not going to know exactly how many calories I'm getting in. I'm not going to know exactly what the nutrient macronutrient breakdown is, for example. That's okay. I have made that decision to do that. But part of critical thinking is deciding that I'm going to maybe do that less than I have been doing it. I'm going to also surround myself with success. I'm going to have a lot of support around me to establish better habits towards my nutrition. So having those healthy foods in the house, but not having those off foods that you don't want so much in your house is part of critical thinking as well. Hey, Matt, let's have an entire Monday motivation dedicated to critical thinking. I think a lot of us could use that right now. (laughs) Right. So what separates the world's best is often critical thinking. What they decide, the decisions that they make, they do that with better critical thinking towards their goals than most. That's what makes the difference. And there's no reason why we can't be better critical thinkers too. And what's funny about that, Matt, is most of the general population people that I have as my clients who I give advice to, when they are asked what is healthy food, they know the answers. I think it's just this subconscious habit that they have that they reach for these nastier foods, kind of like that friend who keeps calling you at 10 p.m. and wants to go out. Maybe he's pretty fun, but you know he's not really got your best interest in mind. Wow, that's good. I I love that. It's kind of like that because, yeah, the junky food, it's, it's fun for like 30 seconds. Yeah, and you just have to make that better decision. It's not always easy, but you can do it. And once you get used to making that better decision more often, you're going to feel so much better. And then to the point where you look forward to that whole, real, natural food more because you actually don't want things to be too sweet. You feel like the sweetness in an apple is just perfect. But when you grab that candy bar, it's like, man, that is way too sweet. That's when you've established a better set point. And that's what we circle back to here is find your set point now. Maybe it's time to get rid of some of those hurtful habits make a decision that you're going to have helpful habits in your life, you know what the answers are. You just have to decide that you're going to do it, be consistent with it. Before you know it, you're going to crave things that are better for you. And it's going to be at that point automatic and easy. It really isn't as hard as a lot of people who are struggling think it is. And I know you listening, you're thinking, oh yeah, right. I'm always going to love that candy bar. I promise you that does go away. As soon as you establish that positive, helpful habit, the negative one won't have so much power over you. So Jake, I think now is a good example of vulnerability. I used to be addicted to Mountain Dew. I used to do the Dew all the time. That's so different from you now. Oh man. And I tell you, I just craved that Mountain Dew, the amount of sugar in that, the amount of caffeine in that. Man, I loved it. And I just thought I need that Dew or I'm just not going to be any good right now. When I eventually got rid of Mountain Dew and I spent many, many years without drinking any soda, I had Mountain Dew just to kind of 
nostalgic one day. And man, it was so overbearingly sweet and obnoxious even. I couldn't believe that at one time I had actually craved it and thought that I needed it. So we all have gone through those things, but I'm here to tell you that it's not that hard to make healthy habits work for you and to establish better set points for yourself. Once you're there, it's so much easier to maintain. Just the hard part is that critical thinking where you have to make those better decisions initially and knowing that you're going to have a healthier set point that's going to be so worth it for you. So whether it's grabbing that glass of water instead of your soda or getting up a little earlier in the morning, going for that walk instead of hitting your snooze button, decide what changes you can make for a better life. Yes. So please let us know how it goes. Let us know what set points you need to set and how you're going to work toward that goal. If you can always send us an email, pendolaproject at gmail.com. And the Pendola Project on Facebook. Thanks for listening.